0: What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Struggle to Strength podcast, your source for real-life application on how to turn your struggles into strengths in all things mind, muscle, and money. I am your host, Josh Levine. I am joined here by my longtime friend and my co-host, Travis Hatch. And today... We have my good friend, my teammate, my boardroom homie on the podcast, Kylie Kaiser, to talk about everything from fat shaming to fit shaming and everything in between. We got a sun of shades on today because a future's too bright and we got to block out some haters. So before we get into it, we ask that if you love this episode, please give us five stars on Apple or a follow on Spotify. Share us on your socials. You can find me at Josh Fitness. You can find Travis at Travis Hawks Media. That's it. Episode 17 is about to block out the haters, dude. Let's go. Y'all might be wondering why we're wearing our sunglasses. It's because our
1: future's too bright. I was setting up. This equipment, and I, I looked out the window, and I was like, "God damn it, my future is so bright." Oh, you're setting up this equipment,
0: and I asked you to turn the lights up because
1: my future's too bright. And because we gotta block out the haters. Fuck the haters. We have Kylie Kaiser
0: in the building too.
2: What is up, you guys? What,
0: what up, is Kylie Kaiser? Up. Kylie's got her shades on. They're I borrowed. Do. We ain't gonna say anything about it.
2: I did, I had to borrow my shade. It's
0: because your future's too bright.
2: It is, I came to Denver, my future got so much brighter, I had to borrow sunglasses.
0: (laughs) For other, for the sake of other people's
2: health. Yeah,
0: yeah. Future's too bright, gotta block out the haters. That's what we're gonna talk about today, is how to block out the haters. But before we get into it, I'm sure most people listening know who you are, but for those who don't, Why don't you tell everybody, who the fuck are you?
2: That's a really nice assumption to make (laughs) that people know that. Thank you. People know you. People know me. I'm kind of a big deal. kind of a big deal. You
0: are. Yeah. But tell everybody who's not, who are you? Who is Kylie Kaiser? Who is Kylie Uplifts? What do you do?
2: Kylie Uplifts is my, my brand. That's my company. So I am Kylie Kaiser. I'm an online health and fitness coach, just like Josh here. And I specifically help women, primarily beginners, get started with their fitness journeys. But I'm all about that all-around lifestyle change. So I actually founded the Confident 180 Blueprint, which is my custom coaching course that runs alongside my one-on-one coaching and now runs on its own as a group course as well. Um, And the entire goal of this is to just help women build their confidence from the inside out and do a 180 with every aspect of their life. So I've been coaching since 2018, and this kind of took off with C-180 in 2019, and now I'm just, you know, making it, making it bigger, trying to make that impact, you know, and I, uh, I'm one of Josh's teammates on Team Haley, so that's, that's how we got connected, and, uh, now we are, I don't know, do we call it teammates? We We are, I feel like we're colleagues. Does that sound more (sighs) professional? I don't like that, though. We're homies. We're homies. We're We're homies within the boardroom, so. Yeah. Basically, I can't not see Josh once a month now, it feels like. I don't
0: know. (laughs) Dude, every time we hang out, it's a write-off, so.
2: It is a write-off. Our friendship is a (laughs) write-off. That's pretty dope, so. Hell yeah. And now I get to be friends with Travis. That's pretty awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah,
0: dude. Banana bread at work today, dude.
2: Hell (laughs) yeah, dude.
0: I think, okay, awesome. So, what we're going to talk about today, I wanted to talk about with you because You've been through, well, we've all been through shit, right? Like right. When, when I signed up, when I signed up with Jason, I remember he was like, yeah, we're all fucked up. Yeah. I was like, dude, for sure. Like I'm super fucked up. That's why I'm good at helping people. Um, but we've been on opposite side of the, sides of the spectrum. We get a lot of hate from people who are just different than us. Cause we're, I mean, we're built different. So what we're going to talk about today and I, I want Kylie here to share her experience with this as, as well as Travis and I will jump in as well is we're going to talk about haters. Basically, no matter what you do, somebody is going to have something negative to say about it. And we see it a lot in the fitness industry. We see it a lot in, in growing businesses, in making sacrifices to become better humans and better individuals. Y'all someone's always going to fucking hate. So, how do we understand, like, how do we get through that? How do we get by it? How do we make it less impactful on us? Because like Kylie mentioned, all she wants to do is impact people. Um, but understand that, you know, you're the greatest influence in in a lot of people's lives. And we are also influenced by other people. How do we make that positive? So no matter what you do, people are going to have something to say about it. Kylie, you're in prep right now. Yes. How's it going?
2: It's going, you know, yeah. I'm, I kind of, I was telling somebody this on the last podcast I was on, I feel scared when I say like, I feel pretty okay. Cause it's like,
0: cause you know, it's going to suck. Yeah.
2: Like it's coming, <laughs> but I mean, I have my hard days. I have my hangry days, mm-hmm. but uh, overall I feel pretty good, but I think we're probably about to put that uh, pedal down a little further here Drop Coming up hammer. soon. Yeah. We're about 12 weeks out now, so good. it's, it doesn't suck bad yet, which means I don't look good enough yet. Right.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, it- Struggle to strength, right? Let's, yeah. let's struggle harder.
2: Absolutely. Let's suffer harder. It helps to have, you know, people that help you stay on track and take care of you, which you're excellent at being a friend for that. So, uh,
0: okay. So let's <laughs> people, people who help you suffer harder. Yes. Right. Okay. So I wanted to talk about this cause you're in prep yeah. and anytime, whether it's prep or if it's one of our clients, it's a diet. How many times are people in your life, not the people that maybe you want to be around you all the time, but how many times are people like, You're too skinny. Eat a fucking cheeseburger. Yeah. Like
2: this, this one meal, but it won't matter. This one cookie doesn't matter.
0: Fuck you, Karen. Yes, it does. (laughs) So, so you have, everybody has people in their lives that whether or not they realize that they're being haters, they're being fucking haters. Okay. If you have a goal and your goal right now is to step on stage and win a fucking overall, and you have people who are telling you you're too skinny, or this one thing won't matter, or it's okay if you don't work out today. Like, what's going through their heads, and what's going through yours?
2: I wish I knew what was going through their heads. I don't know if I have an answer for that. But they're just, they're just jealous. My, you, want my guess. Um, I think most of this usually comes from projection for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like, if in general, I, I give my clients this feedback about unsupportive people, because I think even if you're not doing something as extreme as bodybuilding, you run into this. Everyone talks about like fat shaming and being nice to each other about, you know, body positivity and all that stuff. And I think that's great, but everybody wants to ignore that. Like fit shaming is a thing. And if you are trying to pursue something to improve yourself, it's, It's problematic for some reason. That doesn't really make sense to me. But, you know, everybody wants to make a big deal about it or like it's obsessive or it's disordered if we care about what we're eating, like when in reality, you're just trying to take care of yourself. Right. And I think that that has to do with is it makes people uncomfortable to be around someone doing the things that they have decided that they can't do air Mm -hmm. quote can't do so you are especially if this is people that are like in your same environment so if these are like your colleagues or your family members or your friends you guys probably lead similar lifestyles similar schedules things like that and you are basically invalidating all their excuses right in front Mm -hmm. of them and that fires people up or it hurts their feelings, and so they project that onto you. Or
0: emasculates them because we see that a lot with husbands.
2: Yeah, we mm. do. We went off about this. That, we went that, went yeah, off that was about this. That
1: was interesting. That was interesting for me to hear that because it made a lot of sense. Like a lot of maybe women come to you for physique enhancement, and their husbands are the one holding them back because, like, if their wife, if 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 my wife gets in shape, then. I have to, or, or, or you're whatever, gonna or Yeah, you're going right? to lose her or yeah. yeah. So I, I thought that was super interesting. Cause it makes sense. Like sometimes a lot of, sometimes it's the people that are closest to you that are like trying to hold you back.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And whether not, whether or not they're like, whether or not they're obviously trying or they yeah. know they're trying like subconsciously they are. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, Travis is the psychology guy. So I'm excited that you're here to lend your two cents. Cause yeah. Like, Sometimes we just have trouble getting inside people's brains like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, dude. So, you let me ask you, like, you don't want your wife to get hot and horny. We've asked. That and before. then I long pause and yeah. long <laughs> awkward pause. I'm like, so you don't want to flip?
1: No, okay. but the only thing, the only thing worse than having your partner not be like hot and horny is having your entire reality and identity smashed down around you. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a bigger motivator. Yes.
2: (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Uh (laughs) No, it's true. And I mean, I run into this all the time, especially, I mean, I work with, I work with only women. So Mm -hmm. this is probably outside of people, you know, with their own financial barriers that are usually just some kind of limiting belief about failure. Anyways, I, I, my number one objection I get has to do with the husband or the significant other. And that makes me really sad, but it definitely comes from that projection place. And I think it's really awesome that you brought up that a lot of times, whether it is these significant others or it's your family or it's your friends, we're not saying these people are malicious or they're not intending to bring you down all the time. Like that's not always their motivator. And honestly, unless they're just a really shit person, that's probably not what they're trying to do, but that's what's happening. And that's why I try to bring awareness to this topic and try to get maybe these people from the outside. Hopefully they tune in or these people who are on the inside can like share this knowledge with them that like, Hey, this is really disruptive to my personal growth because you also asked how it makes me feel when this kind of thing happens. And it just makes you feel like really shitty. Like you're over here working so hard for something that obviously means a lot to you. And the people who you want the support from the most are the people that are like inadvertently putting you down and Mm -hmm. making you feel bad for taking care of yourself. Like just even saying that sentence out loud it makes it seem so ridiculous. Like you're really trying to make me feel bad for not choosing to eat food. That makes me feel like garbage. Mm -hmm. Like that does not make sense, but Mm -hmm. that's just what the norm is. And it's, that's, that's a big part of it. You're doing something that's not normal. You're not, you're not fitting the mold and that makes people uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. And, and, and this isn't just spouses. So, I mean, you, we, we, I think all of us get this. We were just talking about, We, we all get this from our families too,
2: Yeah, right?
0: Family, close friends, um, you know, my family is always like, don't get too big. Like, please don't get any bigger. And I'm like, okay, I, I get it. Like, it's not just about the food that I'm eating or the way I'm working out. You know, th- there are some things about that too. Um, do you run into that with your family?
2: Yes. hundred percent. Yeah, my, they, Are they not about wife. this life? Yeah. I think there's, there's first of all, just a lack of understanding, I think, um, which comes with, especially the life of just being bodybuilding is kind of another level than just like maybe our clients pursuing a fitness journey. Um, but I mean, I've seen it forever. I was just telling you guys a little bit before it's like, you just, that's part of it too, guys. You can't you never, people are never going to be pleased, like, because you're never going to fit into, you're always going to keep threatening them by whatever you're doing, or it's never going to fit someone else's level of perfection. So if you keep trying to chase that, you're, you're never going to get where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And this is something I've struggled with for a really long time, because I spent most of my first 25 years of life trying to only thrive on external validation or trying to I say I'm a recovering people pleaser. Uh, So this stuff really bothered me. And it was honestly my motivator to get fit to begin with. And that started with, you know, my own family members telling me that I had a weight problem, which I did, but it never helped me for them to be pointing it out. Um, and then I would do something about it. I got really into weight training. And then it was like, oh, well, now you're getting too big in, like, the muscular sense. And yeah. it was like, you have linebacker shoulders. Like, no guys are going to be into that. And I'm like, well, joke's on you. But, you know, <laughs> so there, there is that. But then, you know, that was when I was powerlifting. So I didn't mm-hmm. really have the nutrition in check. And then I got into bodybuilding. And now it's like you see them and they're like, you're just so thin. I worry mm-hmm. about you. Like, what, Why are you eating? And I'm like, I eat more than all of you. Yeah. Like, even <laughs> yeah. right now in prep, I eat more than some of my family eat. I'm
0: feeding a family of four. Okay. <laughs> like calm
2: down. Yeah. And they'll be with you all day. And then, then that's the next thing. They're like, it just seems like you, uh, all you're doing is worrying about what you're eating or like you're doing this. And I'm like, well, it seems like you don't worry about what you're eating at all. Yeah. So, like... And and
1: they're like, Oh shit. Like, yeah. I, don't, I, don't I don't even to... need to ask you anything
0: to tell that. Yeah. yeah
2: like it's, it's crazy. So, so
0: you're getting, yeah, we get flack from our family and our, and our, and our closest friends and our significant others, our spouses, whatever. Um, I feel like you and I are at a point and at least in my my most recent family vacation that I went on, I, I met up with my f- my family in Vero Beach, Florida, a couple few weeks ago, and it was understood, did not have to be said, mm-hmm. that I was going to need to eat every few hours, that I was going to go to the gym, yep. regardless of like COVID and anything that's happening with that. These things were understood. Yeah. My sister, for example, was talking to me, and she was like, "I just don't feel like it's understood for me because it's not, I'm not. It's not like my life." At, was there a point in your life where you had to stop explaining yourself as much.
2: Yeah, I would say, I don't know if there was an exact point, but I think there had to be an amount of time. So maybe this is similar or different to you. But for me, I often share that my motivator for being here and doing what I do is because I did fitness the wrong way for a long time. Like so. I've been quote about that fit life mm-hmm. since like 2013, but I was doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I kind of like had this identity being like, I always wanted to live the life I'm living now. I just didn't know how. So I was always trying to like be in fitness. So like kind of like the gym thing started way then and stuff like that, but I was always in and out of it. So I think it also, you have to maybe give your, maybe give your family or friends a little bit of slack. Cause maybe they just don't take you seriously yet. Um, that was kind of part of it for me at first. It was just like this temporary thing, I think to them. So they were like, uh, you're not even that serious about this. Why do we need to like Mm -hmm. make time for you to go to the gym on this trip and stuff like that. Um, so it kind of came with like not only having to prove to yourself that you're serious about it, but they kind of have to see that too. Um, Mm -hmm. and just kind of setting those hard boundaries. I just started being like, this is a non-negotiable for me. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to have these things. Like when we go somewhere, I need to go to the grocery store when we get there, or I need to be able to plan on like where we're going to dinner, or I need to make sure that we have gym access. And you know, it's still, I still get flack. It's still a little hard, but it's kind of like you said, it's a little better. I went to Myrtle beach with my family last summer. And I remember my mom called me like a week or two before. And she was like, Cause you know, all the restrictions that were going on with like COVID and stuff. And she was like, Hey, I already called our resort. They have the gym open still. So you exactly. can use it. Like I double checked. I know you're going to need to go. And you know, like they will message me. And we talked about this. They'll be like, "What well, can we get you from the grocery? And I'm like, this is going to be just way too much for you to figure <laughs> I'll out. It. Like, like, just let me do yeah. it. <laughs> but, but they try, like, I went to uh, my biological mom's for Christmas and you know, she sent me a message and was just like, what kind of foods do you eat? Like, but that's also something too, is it's, it's misunderstood. So people sometimes think that like, it's going to be this extra burden that it doesn't need to be uh, because they also have this like wrong image of what health and fitness looks like. So I remember coming home for Christmas this year uh, or coming to Houston for Christmas, not home, but my mom like did a walkthrough of her house and people, I don't know if you run into this, they often, I don't know if this is part of that projection, but feel like being around you, they have to validate all of the, their choices. <laughs> so like we're walking around and she's like showing me in the fridge before we go to the grocery. Cause I was like, Hey, my diet is not as crazy as you think it is. Let me see what's in your house. And I can probably make a lot of it work. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Oh, I doubt it. I doubt it. And so I was like, okay. So we're looking through and you know, I'm like, okay, I need a couple of my like staple items, things like that. I'm definitely going to need way more protein than it's in the house. Like mm-hmm. things like that. But she's like, everything they open, she was like, Oh, here's like these chicken nuggets. We never make those. Like, I don't usually have those. Or here's like all these snacks, and she was like, I don't normally eat this. Like, this is just here because it's it's my husband's. Like, you know. Uh-huh. What I mean? And I was like, I don't care. Like, like they're pointing out their cereals, and she was like, these aren't mine. And I was like, I eat all of that. Yeah. so yeah. Like, I fucking love cinnamon yeah, toast like, crunch. Dude, yeah, macros for life, man. Yeah, like, I have some. I bought cinnamon toast crunch here just to be at Josh's for a week. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> like, and I think that's like a that's like a that's probably a, a contributing factor to where a lot of the criticism comes from is because it's like a preemptive strike. Like Mm -hmm. they're assuming that you're going to be critical of their life choices, which are not, which we're not. So then they're going to be preemptively critical of yours. Subconsciously, they're going to have, they're going to preemptively strike to like mitigate that Mm -hmm. Yeah. to be like, well, you can't make fun of me because fuck you, you know, I'll make fun of you.
0: And meanwhile, we're like, no, we've been there Yeah. and what we're doing isn't much different. It's just a little more calculated. Yeah. That's all it is. So it's, it's cool to see that, at least I think everyone goes through this where, you know, people don't take you seriously. And then mm-hmm. and then finally, when you're like, look like us, people are like, oh, no, they're just fit people. Yeah. So like, in between, we're working with clients who are trying to get from where we were to where we are now. Mm-hmm. And they struggle with all this shit of getting fit shamed, yeah. even though they're, they're still, you know, they have a long way to go. So, yeah. Right. And they're still getting fit shamed and they're still getting the, oh, just one meal won't hurt or, oh, it's just one night or wh- whatever. And we don't have to really have that conversation anymore because of the way that we are and the way that we look and the way we've been for years. When you're going through that, what are some things that you tell your clients to help them get there faster? Is it, is it ex- being able to explain to people that this is a priority and how important it is?
2: That's definitely one of the first places I start, especially, like I said, we talked about this with significant others Mm -hmm. as far as the getting on board with coaching, but I have to have this conversation often. Like one of my biggest things that comes up is they're like, you know, I usually cook with my boyfriend or my husband makes dinner or we make dinner together or like he doesn't want to eat this stuff. And I was like, does does he live in your body? Mm -hmm. Like, so like, cool. That's great. I, my significant other and I lived together for three years and. I make my own food every night because yep. he doesn't want to eat it. That's that's fine. That's know. Uh, you know, it's it's fine. They can eat whatever they want. Like that's part of it too. Like don't don't push what you're doing on the other people around you either. And another big thing is so I give my clients in C180, one of our entire modules, is on this. And I give them literally like scripted things they can say to people. <laughs> um, I give them like a bunch of insight on this. But my last takeaway is like, do not complain about what you're doing. Cause if you're doing that around all of these people who quote don't get it. And all they're hearing is you saying things like, oh, I can't eat that, or I have to eat this, Mm -hmm. or my coach says I can't have this. Why would they support you and want to help you do this when it sounds like it makes you fucking miserable? Own your shit. Own it.
0: Yeah. Instead of I can't have this. I'm
2: choosing not to. I'm choosing
0: not to have this because it makes me feel like shit.
2: Exactly. This gets me further from the goals that matter to me.
0: Yeah. Or it literally, like in, in, in a lot of cases when it comes to digestion, it's like, no, I'll literally be on the toilet until my legs go numb and I don't like that.
2: That's definitely your case. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely my case.
0: I have the worst digestion ever. But it's like it's it's almost it almost comes down to a point where like when you drink alcohol, you get hungover, you feel like shit. Yeah. Some things you eat make you feel like shit. Yeah. So don't let people guilt trip you into eating things. Right. Whether or not they fuck you up or not, those things are holding you back from getting closer to your goals. And they need to understand that those goals are important to you and if they're important to you, they should be important to them.
1: Yep. yeah well and a lot of a lot of people too you know like it goes both ways like a lot of people are going to complain about somebody t- this is like perfectly to your point like they're going to complain about somebody giving them a hard time about all of this it's like well did you set clear expectations with mm-hmm. them that this is who the fuck you are mm-hmm. and, if they're, and if they're still doing that did you yell at them and tell them to fuck off like <laughs> what do you you know what I mean like if you're not if you're not like owning if you're yeah exactly if you're like i really want to have that thing but like my my coach said i can't then why wouldn't that person say to you well if you just have one it's not a big deal because they literally think that you want to do it Mm -hmm. if you want to do it then do it if you don't want to do it then don't do it like make up your mind and take ownership over your own life also i just stopped giving like excuses to why i can't have
2: things no is an answer in itself for real
0: i was just gonna say no
2: period
0: no is an answer (laughs) hey do you want some of this (laughs) now? like it's 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 that simple like yeah i I would but you know i'm on a diet like okay you're just opening up the door for them to like try you're asking them to try to convince you to go off protocol all you had to do was say no
2: that's a great life takeaway for all things. Like, no is – that's it. It doesn't need an explanation. Yeah, you don't,
0: don't need, need an explanation Just, ever yeah. for no, for anything, so. for anything. Um, I, I think that's the, that's a really good takeaway there. Yeah. And as you get further along in your fitness journey, it goes from fit shaming over what you're eating to fit shaming over how you look.
2: Oh, yeah. People ignore that this exists. So yeah. like, I know this is one of those things that there's there's – there's an audience that is going to be like, here goes fit people talking about their problems. Yeah. This is like, like the same
0: thing about like, Oh, it must be so hard to eat. those colors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fucking hard. Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, great. There's people out there that are like, Oh, I want to look like you. And they, yeah, we do get that, but uh-huh. people don't realize how many co- like backhanded comments, I guess that you get almost all the time. Yeah.
0: All the time. Every, like how many client consul- consults do you get where people are like, I mean, I don't, want, I don't want, to look like you, but you know, I want to get like
1: fit. Yeah. I don't want to accidentally look like you, Josh. Yeah.
0: I don't want to trip and fall and wake up jacked. Yeah. (laughs) Took me fucking eight years. I've been trying. People are like, oh, don't get too big. I'm like, dude, I've been trying to get too big for eight years. Too big for eight years.
2: Yep. You kidding me? Yep.
0: (laughs) Don't get too big.
2: Yeah. You want to hear a funny one that I get that is like compliment and an insult at once Mm -hmm. is actually that they'll tell me. So, you know, I'm in the bikini division, so I don't need as much muscular muscle as like some of our pals. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am st- I still would like to be have more muscle than I have now. I'm, I'm still new to the sport. And so I'm trying to get to this more muscular physique. And they'll tell me where you're at right now is like exactly where I want to be. But no more than that. Like you're like the perfect amount of like where I wanted to be, but, like, not too much. Like, your friend that you were with the other weekend is like, like, that's great for her, but I don't want to look like that. And I'm like, I'm actively trying to look like that. Yeah. Like, like, what?
0: Everything I do is trying to look like that.
2: Yeah, or they'll be like, they'll tell me, you know, like, oh, I really like I've literally had someone tell me on a call that they were like, "I really like what your waist looks like right now, but I don't really want like that thing because they don't know muscular terms. So like that thing that's like on the top of your shoulder, like my traps. They're like, I don't really they're like. I don't really want those. And I'm like, oh cool. So like you're telling me like you look really good in this half of your body, but fuck the rest,
0: dude. And also like what is, what do they think happens? I don't know. How Do they they think this is easy?
2: I'm talking to women who usually have like never been in a gym too. And we're like talking about a four-month commitment. I just,
0: okay, okay. (laughs) I I want people who don't understand this to to imagine this for me, okay? You go to the grocery store. You're getting a steak. You get a 16-ounce filet. That's like a big, that's a decent-sized piece of meat, right? That's one pound of muscle. Y'all think it's easy. To just grow that out of nowhere and just put it on your body. And you think it's so easy that you're afraid it's going to happen too fast.
2: Yeah. You know what I always tell people whenever they're like, I'm afraid that I'm going to get like super bulky or like they're afraid to start weightlifting with me, you know, for four to six months. And they're like, I just, I love and respect what you do, but like, I don't want to be a bodybuilder. You, you've heard me <laughs> all, the like time, that. all the time. Um, so like, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't need to go that far. And I'm like, Hey, do you remember when you got your driver's license when you were 16? And they're like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, did you ever like go over the speed limit once or twice? And they're like, yeah, obviously. And I'm like, Did you immediately turn into a NASCAR driver?
1: (laughs) Where are your sponsorships? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, are you sponsored by Budweiser?
2: No. Put him down, Ricky. Just put him down. (laughs) Ricky.
0: (laughs) Dude, that's, that's amazing. And that's another good one. It's like people don't think about the amount of time, dedication, effort, perfection, consistency, years of all that. Yeah. That goes into doing what we do and looking the way we do. We didn't come. I mean, we weren't born looking like this.
2: And we're talking to both of us. I think men and women that eat Way less coming in than they need to grow that kind of muscle. Uh, yeah. They are definitely not training with the intensity they need to grow that kind of muscle. Yeah. They are definitely not putting in enough time. Like we just said, especially women, guys, it takes us even longer than these guys. And I've been actively trying to do the things you don't want to do for the last seven years. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Day in and day out. Yeah.
0: Consistent with everything that you do, having the intention of building muscle and trying to look like a bodybuilder. Yeah. 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 doesn't just happen you all doesn't just happen, but those are people who don't understand, Mm -hmm. right? Those are people who are not, they're not actively trying to be haters, Mm -hmm. right? Right. There are people who are actively trying to be haters and who are like, ew, that's gross. Yeah. Like we've, we've probably both had clients who are like, tell us that they don't want to look like someone. Well, and not just us and think it's gross. And you're like, yeah, dude, like they've been putting in a lot of hard work and yeah. like, I understand that you don't want to look like that. That's okay. But like kind of keep it to yourself.
2: Yeah. Because if I'm talking to, you know, if this is somebody that's like overweight on the other line with me and I looked at them and I was like, well, I do what I do. Cause I don't want to look like you. Yeah. Could you Why imagine? Is that? I would never say that to someone. No, ever. No,
0: <laughs> you would never like, if someone was like, are you oh, eat a cheeseburger? You would never be like, you really want to eat that? Yeah. You, 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 look, you look like you could use a few pounds. You really want to eat that? Why don't you get a salad? Yeah. That's like something that your old racist grandmother would say. <laughs> you know, like who just doesn't give a, she's like, doesn't care anymore, doesn't give a fuck, and is like, you're getting fat. Don't eat that. Why don't you have a salad? And I don't I... know why she has an Italian accent. <laughs> <laughs> My grandma's not seems Italian. Fitting, it just does. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely an Italian grandmother would tell you to eat a salad.
2: Yeah, the one that made all the pasta. The one that made all, the, like, yeah, all
0: the <laughs> pasta and, like, the, yeah, the tri- three, three meat meatballs. All the
2: Crisco.
0: Yeah, all the Crisco, because you're like good shits with the Crisco. It's true. And, yeah, she'd be like, you're looking like you could lose a few pounds. Eat a salad. Yeah. And meanwhile, you and I are like, nah, you're just, like, you're fat because you're not eating enough.
2: Yeah. and that's what's crazy i actually have that in some of the lesson about this too is you know give them that perspective like don't 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 be mean to them but whenever they say these things to you like oh why don't you just eat the burger like or you know we're at this cookout like you can't just have the the burger and the hot dog or whatever i'd be like oh you know like i'm you know i'm trying to get in shape and they keep pushing you i mean just ask them like hey how would you feel if i was like "Mm, you could lose a couple pounds why don't you not eat the hamburger and the hot dog for real like and then they're kind of like Oh, you know, sometimes and, you have to
0: ruffle people's feathers to get them to listen to you for real. Yeah. And they don't like, like, like I said, a lot of people don't realize that they're being assholes. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's probably coming from a good place or it's coming from, like we talked about earlier, they're intimidated by your dedication or consistency yeah. to your goals. But yeah, flip the script. Mm-hmm. I've actually never done that, but I, I would love to. It's
2: fun. Well,
1: you do. Okay. Yeah. If I, like if, if somebody like, were to, to say shit like that to me about like something I'm doing, I'll flip the fucking table. Yeah. Like I don't give a shit. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I, I, I do never it, have somebody do it.
0: <laughs> I never have. And I think honestly, I think I never have, this is interesting. I, I think I never have because when friends or family, mostly it's my family tell me not to get too big. I'm like, Oh, so I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm getting. It. So
2: I look great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Whereas, uh, if I was on the, other, I've never been big, so I have small man syndrome in that, like mm-hmm. I always feel small. Because when I started lifting, I was like 155 pounds. Yeah. And so, on the other end of that, you were overweight. Do you always feel like you're overweight? Do you feel like you're not lean enough? Do you have tr- trouble gaining weight? Because I have trouble losing weight.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't have trouble gaining weight. Well, no, like,
0: like, like, like mentally. <laughs> yeah. Mean. Like, yeah. like mentally for me going into a fat loss phase, I'm like, I feel instantly small. Yeah. And I know I'm not a small person. Mm-hmm. So when you go into a fat loss phase and growing phase, you have different mentalities over each is, is one harder than the other.
2: Yeah. It's mentally harder. For, I, honestly, it's a little bit equal because when I'm in a growing phase, that's hard because I have this constant, like that fear never really goes away, even though I understand it more now. But it's like kind of this pressure knowing that my body that I put it through metabolic hell for many years. So again, everybody do what you're supposed to be doing um, because it's made it a lot harder. So I put on fat pretty easily if I'm not careful. So that's part of it for me is when I'm in those, those seasons where I'm supposed to be putting on weight, I kind of have this like fear and hesitation that it's going to like get out of control or I'll be back into that same place. And I look at myself even when I'm getting lean or in the off season, like this last off season is like the tightest I've ever kept myself. And, I constantly was like feeling huge because now I had seen myself. I mean, this is part of like bodybuilding that too, but i had seen myself so much leaner from my last cut that that kind of got in my head. But mm-hmm. the problem with it when you're getting lean is that because of having like, I guess that inner, you know, that inner heavy girl or whatever we want to say is that I can't, you look in the mirror and they don't even really register that it's you. And you always feel like you're still that person. Like actually, My favorite TV show talked about this. There was a girl um, that had like a weight loss surgery and honestly her, the way that they have her, she's like this model looking girl and supposedly did it from surgery is very unrealistic, but like that was her backstory. So she like talks about this and this other guy was like, do you ever like feel still just like insecure or like wonder if people like think you're attractive and stuff. And she was like, Yeah. Like that's, that was who I am inside. And there's not a surgery for that. Like same thing with this. It's like, no matter what I do, like, that's how I lived most of my life. So I still always think when I'm somewhere, like you don't really lose that no matter how confident you get that somebody still might be judging you. So then it almost makes it 10 times worse when you like, you would think that it makes you feel good when someone's telling you like, Oh, you're getting too skinny. But really it's just like this other form of criticism again. So you're just like, once again, back in this place of that insecure person, like, oh my God, I did all this work to get here and it's still not good enough for you people. Like, and that is exhausting. And that's kind of where I think people don't understand that even though you're technically giving them a compliment, like, wow, look how lean you are. Like you're so thin or you're so muscular and buff that it's like intimidating me. You're just like, I mean, you're making it worse because to some extent, like you said, we all come from our own shit. We all bodybuilders are some of the most insecure people you'll ever meet. Like, I'm just going to T- expose us all because we all come from shit. So like when you're telling us that it's like, we work so hard to overcome like whatever shit that we had. And now you're telling us that all this work is like still not good enough. And mm-hmm. it's, it's finally at a place where it's good enough for us. And you're making me question that. And that's, yep. that sucks.
0: Yeah. I think people need to be careful about their language yeah. more often because things aren't always perceived the way that we want them to be perceived when we say things, mm-hmm. you know, there are some, there are some women out there that if, you know, you know, we were, we've been joking about this all weekend. If bodybuilders are some of the only people that you can go up to as another bodybuilder and you can be like, yo, your ass is so fat or like you're looking huge. Thick. And like, yeah, you're thick as fuck. And like all these things that other people would probably be like, is that an insult? Is that, what? and we're like, no, 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 that's good. But you still have to be careful of it because, you know, you might tell some a girl that, you know, she's looking thick or beefy. And you may mean for it to come off as a compliment, compliment, meaning like you're looking really muscular, but that might not be perceived the same way. We all have different inner thoughts and inner battles that we're going through that make it difficult for us to perceive things. So it's like, honestly, I don't really, I don't really compliment my clients or people I'm not familiar with how they'll, they'll receive my words. I don't really compliment them on their physiques very often Mm -hmm. rather than I talk about, oh, you're looking really strong. Yeah. Or like improving.
1: non-physical. So like a f- oh, yeah, like a feature of a their feature fitness, of their not fitness. what their fitness looks yeah. like.
0: Exactly, because I don't want you to identify with your body. Yeah. I want yeah. you
1: to identify with what it is capable of your performance. Of doing and your performance. That. Yeah, like you're you're getting stronger. Yeah. That's just a fact yeah. Yeah. like you're you've done more reps you've done st- heavier weight you're mm-hmm. getting stronger yeah. not like oh you're you know your butt's looking bigger or smaller or yeah. whatever yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah you know i'll point out i'll point out to my clients if like yeah the waist is looking tighter yeah, or, like or things delter, like that or, yeah, like yeah. Like that. but i'm also like yeah you're re- no you're really fucking strong now mm-hmm. um and so I, I think it's important for people to understand that because words always are always received differently and we can't guarantee the way that they're going to be received to a lot of people they might think calling you skinny is a compliment.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, just like we talked about this actually as like a perception thing, because I used to be overweight that like for a lot of bodybuilders, when you're getting told you're small, even in bikini, like that isn't like we take that as an insult. Mm -hmm. And sometimes for me, I'm like, that's still like flattering to me actually to be told I'm small. I don't like being told like you're too skinny, but like when someone's like, Oh, you look small or like, you're looking tiny. Like that's a compliment to me because I spent most of my life feeling very large. Mm -hmm. So it's like the same thing, you know, you were saying like, well, for us people to be like, wow, you're huge. People would be like, why would you say that to someone? But you want to hear that? Like bodybuilding kind of twists it. But again, (laughs) most bodybuilders wouldn't want to hear like you're small. But to me, even though that's not where my goals are now, there's still like that in inner version of me that's like. Yes, I love that. You know, so it's like it is just everybody's own experiences that shape that. Which I know that makes it messy and hard because it's just like how do I compliment anyone then? Like, but it's just I guess you know maybe we just need to compliment people more on shit that's not physical. That'd be good.
0: I I think so. Maybe that's why I go with the strong thing because you know we were talking like Alexa was talking when we were looking at old contest photos and she's like, oh, I was so small. Mm -hmm. And then you know I get people who are like, oh, you're so big. And but I'm looking at like my last prep and I was like, oh, I was so small. Yeah. And really it's just like big and small and all these, like all these extremist terms almost
2: mm-hmm.
0: are very sensitive Yeah, to a lot of people. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, maybe just don't comment on
2: that. Yeah. Like I loved, um, actually like this week, I think I was telling you like the feedback I got from our coach, Justin, and he said something about like, um, you're looking the most confident you ever have. Like I was yep, like, that was a that's bomb a compliment. That's like, a that was one. a bomb
0: compliment. Or just like, you look amazing.
2: Yeah. Like, like I'll, yeah, I'll say that you're killing yeah. it. You're, you're improving every week. Like, yeah. This is great.
0: There's so many ways to to do this without, without like feeling like, like t- walking on glass or without yeah. potentially upsetting something.
1: You look good. You look healthy. You look, healthy. look, you look yeah, great. You look, good. yeah,
0: yeah. Honestly, all of these things work. Yeah. Um, but it's easy to misconstrue things, especially when you're like, <laughs> I wouldn't want to look like you, but like, I'm like, well, fucking good. You, you never will.
2: Just never yeah. say that to yeah. someone. There's a takeaway. Like, don't, don't why, why like logically, I don't understand how that comes out of your mouth. Like why, if you go up to someone and say to them, like, I don't want to look like you, how do you register that that is not rude?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's a point where you get it. Like someone said that to Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. and he was like,
1: good. You won't.
2: <laughs> you never will.
1: You never will. Yeah. And I'm Physically like, impossible. <laughs> Physically. Oh, you, impossible. Oh, you don't want to be fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> but they'll okay. accidentally get there if they just pick up weights. Yeah,
1: dude. <laughs> dude, If
0: I walk into the weight section, I'm Arnold. I am Arnold.
2: I have an Arnold quote on as a decal in my bedroom. So that's probably like also what is it? making it, uh, you, I think it's that you can have results or excuses. You can't have both. Facts, dude. Yeah. yeah. Facts. It's next to my quote that says, I want to be a badass with a good ass. That's on my wall also. That's
0: facts too. Yeah. We like good asses around here.
2: And badasses.
0: And badasses. And badasses with good asses. That's the best kind. These fucking shades are badass.
2: They are. I can't believe we've had these on these whole time. Oh no,
0: they're staying on the entire episode. The <laughs> future's too bright.
2: And the haters can't get to us this way. They're no, outside the club. This,
0: they can't get in. They can't get they can't even get <laughs> in. This is big daddy style, dude. No one can even see us. It's true.
2: That's right.
0: Put the shades on. Put me up at the front of the court thing. People don't even know.
2: You said who the fuck is Kylie Kaiser and now everyone on YouTube. They'll never know. They'll never know. Yeah.
0: They'll just. You, you. You'll have to come They've back for you. another episode for them well, to find out. Yeah. yeah.
2: This is how celebrities disguise themselves. Like, oh, I think for sure. I think this were if I had a hat on. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Unrecognizable.
0: So before, before we have you on for another episode, um, I, I want to, <laughs> I have this thing down here and I just kind of want to like talk about it, oh, but the people who we've, we've been talking about people who are not living this lifestyle. Right. Who are either trying to live this lifestyle or judge us for living this lifestyle and how many people do you have in your life who or or have you heard about who are like you know they'll avoid certain foods because they're bad for you Mm -hmm. or they're you know whatever, they're they're, they're not doing certain movements or they're, whatever, they're avoiding things because they're bad for you. But then at the same time, you watch them last night at the club do a line of blow off the fucking (laughs) toilet seat. And you're like, cool, Karen, fucking health. That makes sense.
2: My favorite is the people who tell me, like I've had people in my DMs that will ask me, like, actually this happened to me. I had a client who admitted this to me and she won't mind me sharing this because she got open about it for me. I had this girl that worked with me And the first like four months we worked together, it didn't go so hot for her. Like she was, she was fine. Um, she didn't really have like weight to lose. She was working on just like being healthier and she didn't really give her all she left. And then she came back to me three months later and she wrote me this very open self-aware letter about how she was like, I'm not going to lie. I was not mentally in the right place to work with this. And When I started your program, it was to prove you wrong because I saw all the stuff you were posting and I was critiquing your physique and saying maybe if you weren't eating these type of foods or the carbs and stuff like that that you shared, you would be further along. So she literally joined my program so that way she could show me that flexible dieting and what I do doesn't work. Which wow. in itself is going to make it not work because you're, you're not putting yourself into it. Yeah. And then she came back and crushed it. And I, cause I respected her honesty and ownership. Yeah. Like I was like, I'll take for, you for, back. Sure. Let's do it. And she crushed it. And like he, she had a terrible relationship with food. We fixed it. But those people who have done that to me, this, not, this girl is not fallen into this category, but I've had people say that to me. They'll like respond to like my story of how like I eat a, a, some derivative of a bagel every fucking day. Mm-hmm. And They'll message me and just be like, "I can't believe you eat that." Like, if you're trying to be healthy, you know how bad this is for you. And then I click on their Instagram story, and they're like, "Fucking taking shots every Thursday through Sunday." Yeah, and I'm like, binge drinking. But you, yeah, you can drink gallons of tequila, but I'm over here with my bagel causing a problem.
0: Yeah, health.
2: Well, that goes
0: back, yeah. Hashtag health. <laughs> hashtag health. That goes back to when we go home and when we go on vacation, and people are like, "Oh, I don't think there's anything in my house for you to eat." And I'm like, "Dude, I eat fucking pretty much the same food you do." Yeah. It comes from the earth. It goes into the grocery store. I buy it, I bring it to my house and I cook it. It's the same food. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, fucking bagels, dude.
2: I love bagels. I don't. You who, eat so many types of bread. You have to eat gluten free bread. Dude, when we were in I, Mando, don't I was like, you have to eat so on much bread.
0: bread. I have so much bread. <laughs> I got Cine Razi bread. I got white bread. I got bagels. I got tortillas. So everyone who's like, oh, I don't eat bread, it's bad for you. Fucking watch you do cocaine in the bathroom on a Tuesday night.
2: I think but, we shared a story of all of our carbs. that. All we of ate. our
0: carbs. Oh, yeah. we did. Yeah. On our Facebook group. Yeah. And just because carbs, carbs are bad for you, right? Yeah.
2: Travis, what's your favorite carb?
0: <sighs> Shit. <Yeah.
2: laughs> Put him on the spot.
1: Um, I don't know. Dude, I, honestly, I'm thinking about mine too. And I don't know. Dude. All right. So like dish to or- answer your question though, and uh, I, I don't have a favorite anything. Okay. So you
2: just fuck with all carbs. Y-
1: yeah. Like I'll have like <laughs> top 10 okay. Travis, of things, but I don't have like a thing. That's my favorite of any category. Do you have one that Tra-
2: you eat the most?
1: Um, not, I no? mean, dude,
0: Travis also eats so fast that he doesn't taste anything. Same yeah. Way. I don't really, care, he basically like, funnels food and whatever's heat. most efficient. I just watched him eat a Chipotle bowl in 32 seconds.
2: I yeah. eat really fast. I,
0: I, it took me an hour and a half.
2: You eat. It takes you a day to eat a meal. Then imagine how hard it is for me to eat five thousand <laughs> like calories a I'm day. Like a
0: vacuum cleaner.
2: I really literally.
0: To that. Yeah, gonna start calling you Hoover. Yeah. <laughs> it's impressive, really.
2: My best friend Sean and I in college used to like go out on our own like platonic dates because we said nobody would want to go on dates with us because we both eat so, so fast, fast and gross that we were like. This is terrible. So we would just like take each other out to eat, so that way we could just inhale our food without judgment. And I feel like Travis would have joined that club. Well, oh so for sure. You could you could have joined our dates. It would have been nice.
0: For sure. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Well, do we have anything else that we need to fucking block out the haters for, dude? Today.
2: I think that was it. That's the takeaway for I think it,
0: I think it was pretty good. Um, I think this will be eye opening because a lot of people deal with it, and I think it's good for people to know that we deal with it too. Yeah. And we've dealt with it on both sides of the coin. And hopefully y'all can take something of what you learned today and help apply it to your life so that you can block out the haters just by being open and communicating with them about why your goals are important to you and hell, maybe even throw it back in their face and tell them that they shouldn't be eating hamburgers or whatever, because they're already too fat. Although honestly we know they're probably fat because they're not eating enough. Yeah. So tell them to hire a coach. I-
1: hey, <laughs> Kylie I think, I think uh, something to take away from this is that you, everyone's going to have things that other people do that bother them on, on all sides of the aisle. And I think like one, you know, don't do that stuff, but two, to take ownership in your own life with it, you, you shouldn't get mad at people for doing something that you didn't tell them they couldn't do. Yep. Mm-hmm. So set Thanks your goddamn priorities with people set your boundaries set. And if somebody says like, well, why don't you just do that? You say, because these are my goals. Like, yeah. And I don't need to explain myself because I don't want to, you can tell them that you don't like that. Like no is yeah. No is an answer. Tell people what you like, what you don't like. And like set those boundaries, set those expectations. Like you set your expectations. And then if somebody crosses that, then they then they are clearly fucked up. But if you never told somebody they couldn't do something, then you can't get mad at them for doing it.
2: Yeah. Snaps for Travis and some legally blonde snaps. Yeah. Facts dude. I love that. But yeah. no, I hope, I hope that this isn't discouraging too. On the fact that like, if you're sitting here starting it like, Oh, this has to get easier. They'll get over it. And then you're hearing us in this end, like being like, <laughs> no people still talk shit. But I hope that instead what you take away is that like, you will get to a place where you're confident and secure enough in what you're doing that that doesn't matter. And if yeah. all else fails, just put on your sunglasses and block put them on out, dude. sunglasses,
0: block yeah. out the haters, dude. People are always going to talk <laughs> shit. Just keep them in your back pocket, slap them on, no one even knows. We're ready, we were ready. Shit. Well, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the P- Tracking Trug- Podcast. Actually, fuck it, we got to edit that because I want Kylie to plug herself. So Kylie, before we let you go, and I don't know where you're going, but I'm like, you're, you're literally staying in this house We're gonna go um, hang out with
2: some peeps. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Callie, before we let you go, why don't you tell our people where they can find you? Half of them already probably know who you are and follow you, but you got the stunner shades on. Tell them where they can follow you. This is your plug. Let's go.
2: All right. Well, thank you guys, first of all, for having me. It's so great to be here both on the podcast and physically with y'all. It's been a good time. Um, but yeah, you can find me, uh, the easiest place is Instagram. It's Kylie underscore uplifts. Like I'm going to uplift you. Uh, that is how you find that. And then on Facebook, I do have a free women's group. So sorry, fellas that listen to this. You're not allowed, no boys allowed. Um, but that one can be found. Oh, I'm terrible at remembering the name of this group. That's bad. It's the confident women's group is the byline, but it's a uh, facebook.com slash group slash lift uplift. That's the easiest way to find it is the URL or just shoot me a DM and I'll hook you up with that. But those are the two main places that I engage. It's where you can find me. And I'd love to chat with you tagging me in this. If you listen to this and if you liked it and if you uh, have a moment where you uh, tell the haters to F off, I would love to hear about that.
0: Yeah, I hope. I hope y'all do reach out to Kylie either to share a moment of when you told haters fuck off or Just to reach out to her for coaching. She's an incredible coach. So women who are listening to this, if you are looking for someone to help you reach your goals, I highly, highly, highly recommend Kylie. Uh, Did not mean for that to rhyme, but I guess we're going that way now. So um, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Struggle to Strength podcast. I hope you learned a lot. Kylie, thank you for coming in. We'll see you next week.